Hey, you there! Welcome back to the Scare Spooks and Kooks podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Emily. And I don't get the reference to what we're doing right now. Oh, I don't even know what the reference is. Oh, it sounded like Shaggy. A little. <laughs> I don't want to give you too much credit there, but a little. Anyway, episode eight. Wait, Lucky now I now eight. I want to do it again, but with an actual Shaggy impression. <laughs> do it. <clears throat> like, hey man. Hey you, yeah you. Welcome back to the Scares and Spooks podcast, man. I'm your host, Jack. It's, it's chilling. It's like he's actually here. <laughs> And I'm Emily. Hi. I think we already covered that. Definitely going to use both. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Episode 8. Back again. Is this episode 8? I've lost track. I think so. Because I was going to do a lucky number 7 thing, but then I, I counted them and this is 8. So we missed that opportunity. <laughs> we're, we're, we're quitting after we hit double digits, right? That's That's the plan. No kidding. <laughs> We're already a little thin on ideas. So. What uh, are we even doing well? I don't know anymore. Um, We've maintained a, a, a solid audience. We have a few loyal listeners. I assume it's the same people because we're usually at the yeah. same number. Ethan's was the biggest one yet. What was Nine. Ethan's at? Nine listeners. Whoa! Seven finishes. <laughs> seven's pretty good it's a it's a decent decent number yeah it's a lucky uh, number in fact oh <laughs> there you go it's perfect that's all we need yeah, yeah. just just us this week no yep. guests I'm too lazy to find a guest oh we got them they're 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 calling us they're emailing us they're saying we want to be on the show they're knocking down our door <laughs> and saying here's johnny <laughs> I want to talk about my phobias. <sighs> no, just us. So we figured. I don't know how we can. Oh, I guess your your text about the bird kind of started this off. <laughs> we had yeah. the idea to do an episode all about nightmares and dreams and Ooh. <laughs> sleeping. But yeah, what's what, what was that bird called that you you said you had a dream about a bird? The kookaburra. The kookaburra. I I looked up a video of it, and they they have an interest. They go like, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like they're laughing. They're yeah, like a laughing the, bird. The kookaburras laugh. They're they're the hyenas of birds. <laughs> Is that what they were doing in your dream? Um, no, they. I, I, I'm pretty sure, like, I, in my dream, I went off into the forest to, like, try and take some, like, cool photographs for, like, a photo contest. And I was, like, trying to climb a tree and get a good angle because I could see these this, like, bird nest in, a, in another tree. But then every time I would, like, angle my camera at them, they would fly to a different tree. <laughs> Even in my dreams, I can't accomplish my goals. Oh. <laughs> well, if we were to interpret that, um, according to Freud, all dreams are wish fulfillment. 
So you were you were trying to fulfill some wish there, which was to become the world's greatest wildlife photographer. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I I tried to take a picture, didn't didn't pan out. So I went home. But then when I like I was just like at home chilling with Tina, and I noticed flapping, and and come to find out there there's a kookaburra in the house, and so I'm like trying to follow it, and it it flies to this hole in the wall, and I look inside, and in in like all the like insulation and stuff, there's just like a whole cluster of kookaburras <laughs> in the wall of our apartment, and I. I'm like I like I called someone I think it was like an inspector or something I don't I don't think it was an exterminator they were kind of like they were like a contractor looking person and I don't think it was anyone like I knew it was just like the dream the the typical dream guy <laughs> um in like a suit and he uh I, I, he was just like, show me these kookaburra. And I was like, they, they, they were just here. And then, but by the time I like looked at the nest, it was like, they were all gone. They just, they just roughed up the insulation of our apartment and left the little fuckers. <laughs> what a nightmare. That does sound like I a woke nightmare. up, uh, six in the morning screaming, the kookaburra. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe it's symbolism for I can't even think of something. <laughs> You've invented a whole new type of dreaming. Uh, I was thinking about it, and I think I I know like the pieces that made this dream. Yes. So I was thinking about photos because um, there's an eight by eight photo contest happening in Shoreline that I was planning on um, taking pictures and submitting to. So that's why I was on photo contests. And then the kookaburra was because I was like scrolling through old photos on my computer. And at some point I had gone to the zoo um, and there there was a kookaburra. And I, I took a picture of that kookaburra. <laughs> and so they were just on my mind. Uh -huh. But now... Now that I'm actually like, I need to get pictures for blah, blah, blah reasons. I just, I can't think of a good picture. And so uh -huh. I'm metaphorically chasing the kookaburra. Oh, that's beautiful. You should be a psychologist. <laughs> that, that kind of insight. We're going to put that on a shirt and sell it. Chase the kookaburra. Chase the kookaburra. <laughs> it's our first merch. Yeah, I'm really bad at remembering dreams. I don't remember that much detail. I tried keeping a, a dream diary for like a week. It wasn't a diary. It was an app on my phone. And so I would have to wake up, roll over, put my bright phone screen in my face and type out what I had remembered from my dream. And after a week, I was like, this is not this is not worth it. For what? <laughs> to remember some some because it was always just like nonsense, like Went to moon with Curtis. Ate French fries. Woke up. <laughs> <laughs> Who's uh, Curtis? Curtis is my brother. Uh, I did have that dream 
so I, I did remember it because I wrote Whoa. it down. Yeah, it wasn't I, worth it. I used to have an, an actual physical dream journal, but I I would just forget to write in it because I'd like wake up for like 30 seconds and then try and go back to sleep. <laughs> and, and my dream journal was like on my desk. And I was like, I, I don't want to get up and go to my desk. Uh-huh. Yeah, like turn a lamp on, fully wake myself yeah. up so I can't fall back asleep. It's not worth it. It's supposed to be good for you, though, like for, for memory or something. Yeah. Brain, brain function. Well, I, I feel like usually when it's a very interesting dream, I tend to remember it. Mm -hmm. But then there are other ones that are like, I mean, I guess it's kind of interesting, but it's not it, like I like the dream wasn't as like vivid. So I don't like connect with yeah. it as much. You know? I tried doing this thing for a while. This was pretty recently, like within the last year um, where I would listen to frequencies while I slept because they were supposed to like encourage like inner growth and like healing. Um it's called 528 hertz it, it sounds kind of like <laughs> and it, there's like just tons and tons and tons of videos of it and they're all like nine hours long so you can put them on for the whole time you sleep and like the one i'm looking at right now has 26 million views and the comments are just all people being like i got a promotion after listening to this for a week <laughs> i my crush asked me out. My life is going amazing. And I, I did not have the same. I just woke up kind of irritated that this noise was playing while I was trying to sleep. So, but yep, that's that's apparently a thing that helps with your dream and in your sleep. And I, th I think it'll be more effective if you ask Ethan to just um, like lean into your ear and go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> just all night <laughs> yeah no that that sounds like torture <laughs> but yeah it's it's known as the love frequency or the miracle tone which i feel like if it was actually doing what these people says it do then it would be a little more mainstream more people would be talking because yeah. people want easy solutions i want easy solutions <laughs> if i can heal my brain while i'm sleeping i'm on board so far no such luck <laughs> you can't see me but i'm shaking my head right now this is what 2020 did to me i've, I've been looking up how to heal my chakras <laughs> i tried transcendental uh, meditation for like a few days too you have to pay for uh, mantras which is like the thing that you're supposed to repeat to yourself while you're meditating and sleeping which if you have to pay for them you've lost me. it's a scam yeah yeah i want it for free <laughs> i mean i feel like the mantra doesn't even matter it's just you have to be repeating something so then right. you just kind of like fall into a trance yeah so you, you could you could you you could just sit there saying chase the kookaburra chase the kookaburra chase the kookaburra and and you'll get the same effect. Great, I'll I'll try that for a week and report. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, we want weekly updates on the chase the kookaburra mantra <laughs> and its effectiveness. God, I'm gonna have the most powerful chakras. <laughs> <laughs> I did crystals for a minute too. 
just all sorts of hippy dippy nonsense. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, Emily. What are we gonna do with you? But yeah, sleeping. It's it's a powerful, powerful tool that we have. That was supposed to be a segue. I didn't know what I was segueing. Oh, into. okay. It's right into the wall. A <laughs> uh, car crash. Uh, I also so... have, I have props. This is my oh. copy of Sigmund Freud's Interpretation of Dreams. I bought it at a thrift shop, and I skimmed <laughs> it once, and it was really boring and really <laughs> dense. And I never touched it again. But it makes me look interesting if I have it on my desk. <laughs> Uh, very, very Emily move right there. Believe it or not, he finds a way to make it all very sexual. <laughs> if you had a dream about anything, it probably had something to do with your subconscious desire to have sex with your parents. <laughs> oh. You know, Freud. I mean, I mean that's, that's the Freud video. thing. Yeah. All right. Or is it? Uh, I don't know. How, how do the kookaburras relate to sex? Well, they're they're laughing at you could symbolize your um, feelings of uh, impotence and your forever chasing <laughs> of the. <laughs> I don't I don't want to be mean. <laughs> I feel like I could go into it, but then because it's about sex, I also don't want to go into it on the public <laughs> forum. We are our nine listeners don't need to hear that. <laughs> My parents are listening to this. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, I think if we were going to tie it into the spookies, we'd need to talk about nightmares or scary yeah. dreams. Uh, what, do you have a... any any scary dreams that have resonated with you over the years? I mean, I told you about my number one. On episode one of this podcast, the the great Scooby Doo nightmare, um, <laughs> the great Scooby Doo nightmare of '95. <laughs> I'm not that old. It was like 2004. <laughs> I have a lot of reoccurring nightmares where I've I've been kidnapped and then being held hostage places. That's that's a common theme in my nightmares. Um, another common theme is just me being like the center of attention. So I think that the kidnapping ties into that. Yeah. Right These people want to hold me hostage. I'm so important. <laughs> you're you're craving that spotlight or you're scared of that spotlight? It's it's hard to tell. I've thought about this cuz on one hand spotlight, yeah. I guess kind of crave it a little, but also whenever I'm stuck in places that I don't want to be and I like can't even if it's just like a conversation that's like really boring and I've like, I've done the like, oh, that's funny, like five times and they're still going. And like, I can't get away from it. I get very like anxious, like I gotta get out of here, I gotta get out of here. So that might be that manifesting. But then also, yeah, I think I just like the attention, even if it's from a creepy kidnapper. <laughs> <laughs> you're, uh, you're disturbed because you're kidnapped, but you're flattered that they chose you. <laughs> exactly. Like, Thank you. You think I'm interesting. <laughs> yeah. Recently, not too many of those. I had a dream the other night about sea turtles and they were they were like Sea turtles, eggs. mate. What? No, no. Um Pirates of the Caribbean reference. Escape the island on sea turtles. <laughs> I don't know. Yep, that was me, Johnny Depp. <laughs> Special guest Johnny Depp. This is a star-studded episode. <laughs> Anyways, they were they were laying eggs in my bed. 
and they would I, and I was like, I was cool with it because I was like, oh, the sea turtles are like endangered and they need a place to lay their eggs. So it's fine. But then they would like scuttle around while I was sleeping and like touch my legs like little spiders, the little baby sea turtles. And I was like, I don't like this. This is not good. We got to get these sea turtles out of here. I also I I'd bail out of my dreams if I'm if I'm scared. I, I don't hang around. You have I'll, an like, eject button. Yeah. Like if there's a cliff present, I will hurl myself off that cliff and wake myself up. Oh. <laughs> I mean that's one way to do it. I get so you you take the inception route where you know if you fall you'll wake up so you instantly fling yourself <laughs> off of the... <laughs> Yeah, or if they're if I'm being like chased by a killer, I'll just like stop and like put my arms out and be like, Do it, kill me, <laughs> wake me up. That just makes me think if you're like if you're having like a really weird day, like a very like surreal this can't be happening day. <laughs> you're immediately just going to fling yourself off the nearest <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's possible. I do that when I play video games, too. If something is challenging, I'll just be like, nope, off the cliff I go. <laughs> Anyways, what's, what was the last really scary dream you had besides kookaburras? Um... I can't remember, like, the last one. Like, I know I've definitely, like, woken up and told Tina about... Oh, I I know, actually. So, uh, start, I guess, a year ago now, uh, start of the pandemic, start of the lockdown. Um, uh, it turned out one of my dogs had cancer uh, and passed away while I was... Um, at Tina's apartment because um, I had left to stay at the lockdown with her um, so the dogs were at my parents' house um, but every now and then I, I will have a dream about him uh, his name was Griff uh, he's very very adorable um, but yeah I'll, I'll just have like a, a nightmare and, and he's just there in it with me it's like Oh, buddy, no. So he's like your sidekick in the nightmare? Um, I guess so. Like, I think the last one was like, since I work at a hospital, I was like dreaming that I was at the hospital and I was by like the entrance to the emergency room and like my dog came in. <laughs> to the to the er to the front desk i was like looking to get help and i was, I was just like oh buddy no oh, that's so sad yeah <laughs> <laughs> on a on a separate note we got a comment the other day that um our second episode of the podcast was very depressing <laughs> <laughs> um and so i think we're gonna we're just gonna have to continue that trend just for him we're gonna get real sad every episode oh yeah we're gonna just think about uh dead dogs dead dogs. episode i was Poor i was so Griff. i was so excited when he said that i was like oh good i <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> double down because <laughs> i don't even remember it being that depressing but i guess in hindsight it could be interpreted. Oh, I was just like working in the workroom and then Tina comes upstairs and is like, you okay, buddy? No, no, we are not. 
That's why we're doing the podcast. <laughs> Do you get um, sleep paralysis often? We talked about this a little bit on the first episode too. Yeah, I I haven't. I only had like two instances when I was a kid. Uh, That's sleep right. paralysis, but other than that, no. Yeah, I wonder if it's more common when you're little. Cause me too. I I was like tormented by it for years and then it just kind of stopped i lost my child like whimsy for <laughs> terror <laughs> do you do uh lucid lucid dreaming um i feel like i have been able to but only on like very certain occasions and it's also been like really brief yeah no i i panic i immediately panic and i wake myself up or I get really excited that it's happening and I wake myself up. So yeah, and any lucid dream I've had has been like, I realized it was happening and then I woke up. Yeah. I got too overwhelmed with possibility. <laughs> but that was another phase I had where I would look up techniques for how to lucid dream effectively. Cause it's supposed to be like insightful for your brain. It'll help you process things better, I guess. I don't know if I've ever, like, if it was true lucid dreaming, because I feel like whenever I'm in that state, like, I don't, like, really think about it. I just, like, oh, I want to do this. Like, it's more of, like, a gut I want feeling, and then mm -hmm. I do it, as opposed to, like, whoa, I'm in a dream. I need to, I, I can do whatever I want kind of a thing. Yeah, that makes sense. When I was when I was little, I would do what they call it reality checks because it's what you do to like realize that you're dreaming instead of awake. But I would do them in like a very like unintentional kind of scared way. So like I would wake up and I would feel like I was wide awake and I would look around my room for something that was abnormal. And one that I remember is I had this like alarm clock on my bedside table thing and it was a white alarm clock. And I remember I woke up, I was looking around, I looked over and the alarm clock was purple instead of white. <laughs> and then I, I would just immediately like flip out and just like start panicking. And then it would turn into sleep paralysis and Scooby-Doo would show up and it would just be a nightmare. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, that's meant for people with calmer temperaments than I lucid dreaming I, I don't think i was built for it i'll just immediately imagine something really scary and <laughs> freak myself out when you when you dream do you like because i i usually um like my perspective is like first person but i do remember like some dreams where, I, where it feels like i'm in third person mm -hmm. do you do you I think, get that i feel like mine are pretty much always first person and they're usually um because I wear glasses I wear contacts usually um they're usually from the perspective of like my blurried uncontacted eyes so I think it's like another version of like when you're running and you're going really slow because you're in a dream and you're like trying to go fast but your like legs are moving slow I have that equivalent with my eyeballs so I just see things very blurrily <laughs> you get a dream tunnel vision yeah <laughs> pretty much but yeah not really i wish i could just like dream a movie and not have to be a part of it that would be cool <laughs> I, f I feel like i'm only 
in third person when I'm like, when it's like, I know it's supposed to be me, but it's not entirely me. You get yeah. me? Uh-huh. Like, um, one dream that always stuck with me was like, it was me going to a, a Chinese marketplace. Um, but like the me that was going when it when it turned to me in third person it was like it was a more i i guess how to say it more like asian version of me like a full like because i'm half white half chinese but it was like this version of me was like if i was full chinese if that makes Uh any sense (laughs) um and like i went in and i was looking at like like I was trying to find new clothes but the clothes I was looking for was kind of more like uh like full body skin suits I would say Uh and I think I I feel like part of it was because like being half white half uh Chinese it's really kind of you you feel kind of weird about where you fall under the um ethnicity category and uh-huh. I think it was just my mind trying to work through that yeah yeah no that's that's interesting I feel like a therapist could have a field day with that <laughs> oh a, a therapist would love me they'd be like all my other clients are so boring <laughs> only about falling off of cliffs and bull I, I want skin suits <laughs> right do you have some deep like Jeffrey Dahmer desires to create a skin suit. <laughs> but it wasn't me making the suit. It was someone else selling me the suit. Right. Okay. <laughs> You're a third party in the skin suit making. Yeah. Do you ever have dreams where you do really bad things and then you wake up feeling like kind of weird and guilty? Um, I mean, maybe, but I'm having a hard time like remembering a specific example. Like, I feel like I've had that experience before. Yeah. But I don't think any of that have like really stuck with me or because I feel guilty about what I did, I don't want to remember. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've had a couple dreams where I'll like for example, I had one about um a former roommate of mine that I didn't get along with very well. Um, and in the dream, I just like, like, just beat her up really bad. <laughs> and then I woke up and I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> Is there just this like, really violent part of my brain that just got unlocked there? Did I did I do yeah. something wrong? Because <laughs> it, it was like really just really graphically violent dream <laughs> that was very uncharacteristic for how I feel in real life. I've definitely had that. Um... I think I think this was like early college. I like came home from winter break or something, but I had like gotten sick. Uh, but like while I was just like chilling at home, one of the things I would do a lot is play uh, Dead Space on the Xbox. But then I like I felt pretty crummy, so I went to bed. But like the dream I had was just like wading through um dismembered limbs and <laughs> body parts 
because like one of the main mechanics of Dead Space is you gotta shoot these um, human alien hybrids in their limbs because they they just will not cease coming at you. So the only way to like end them is to remove all the limbs so they can't move. <laughs> but yeah, I just remember this really gross feeling, partly because I was sick, partly because I was playing a lot of Dead Space. <laughs> and it's just like, it, it, it was like the dream version of just like curdled milk. Is yeah. how I would describe the feeling. I've had that too. Where, like, I had one not too long ago where I was, I was smoking it was like a joint, um, but it tasted kind of weird. And then I like unrolled it and it was full of like little snakes. <laughs> <laughs> and like I woke up and I could taste the like snake joint in my mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's your brain telling you that uh, marijuana is for sinners. <laughs> it's the devil's lettuce. I also, because I'll, like, look at Instagram or whatever, and I'll see a picture of someone that, like, I went to college with and haven't thought about in years. And then the whole dream that night will just revolve around hanging out with that person. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> Me too. And I always feel kind of weird about it, because I'm like, I don't, I'm not thinking about this person all the time. But then I just had this really detailed dream about them. Yeah. So, like, it makes me feel kind of creepy. <laughs> I swear I'm not that into you, random girl from freshman year of college. I mean, I don't, I don't really see it as like a fixation kind of a thing. It's more of like, I don't know, because you you meet a lot of people going through life, and a lot of them you just aren't able to keep in contact with because you don't like see them every day anymore. But your mm -hmm. brain is like kind of taking from all the times you did spend a lot of time together and like reforming that in your head yeah that makes sense like i i quit my old job in october and for like a few months after i quit every night i would just dream that i was at that job or i was interacting with <sighs> my coworkers. and i think it was because i quit really suddenly and not on great terms so I think my brain was trying to process like, hey, this place that we went to every day for over a year, and these people that we talked to every day for over a year, we just aren't going to see them at all anymore. <laughs> I think I'm definitely going to have nightmares about the hospital after. I yeah, <laughs> that is that is perfect nightmare territory. <laughs> I, th I think it's not even going to be like the patients or anything. It's going to be like the feeling of having to like fully gear up in PPE and go into a COVID room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. God, I can't imagine. That's it's a separate topic, but the PPE just seems awful. I've only had the N95 on and that was just so claustrophobic and terrible. I can't imagine. Yeah. Just like, cause like as soon as you put on all the gear and go into the room, it like, it like you feel like, very hot in all, uh -huh. all of it and the best way I can describe it is like and this is like nowhere near the level of intensity but like that whole scene in Chernobyl where they go to the rooftop to get rid of the radioactive debris like yeah. it's that kind of feeling 
because you're, uh-huh. you're going into a COVID room, you're trying to do your thing as quick as possible and then get out yeah. without making some sign with some kind of like terrible fuck up. <laughs> like one day I'm going to go in and I'm going to, oh my God, my glove ripped. Ah. <laughs> the COVID hits coming in. Yeah. We're, we're just like, it sucks, but we're also at the same time, very lucky that COVID isn't just like, 10 times more deadly yeah uh-huh yeah it's it's at a very medium spot <laughs> where, where you can still have people that will claim it won't it doesn't exist but yeah covid yay, yay. <laughs> good for we, you we already broke our two rules this episode <laughs> i don't think we didn't talk about film uh, I brought up references. Does that count as talking oh. about film? You're you're on thin ice, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> One more and you're out. Oh, I guess yeah, Inception. That's you. Kind of have to talk about Inception if you talk. Yeah. About we haven't gotten to Nightmare on Elm Street yet, but I'm sure it'll. Oh, uh, I do. I do have a little uh, confession <laughs> to make um, about the episode with tina um Uh so me and her we were we were we're re-watching psych right now that beloved uh usa um comedy mystery series about a fake psychic detective solving crimes and re-watching one of the episodes uh sean the protagonist he makes an off-the-cuff joke about how if he wanted to die, he would want it to be via firing squad. <gasps> no. <laughs> and I had just, like, completely forgot, because I, like, I remember watching that episode and being like, yeah, that's a great, a great <laughs> idea. But then I, like, just took it in my head and kept running with it. Like, in the episode, it's just, like, a one-off joke. Uh-huh. Like, it doesn't even really matter, like, <laughs> to the plot or anything. But yeah, I think my mind just uh, held on to that, and we we took it in directions we we didn't know it could go. I can't believe this. All the psych fans listening were probably sh- just shaking their head at you. <laughs> Kendall, Kendall is shaking. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we titled the episode about that. You bastard! You. <laughs> but I mean, like, I feel like everyone's opinions is based on something yeah like like all like what'd you say your worst death was oh um the bugs from king kong so yeah okay that's direct yeah like okay it's it's all based in something none of us have ever had an original thought we're all just repeating what we saw on tv I mean, isn't that essentially how all human beings learn is just by copying (laughs) everyone else around us? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyways, dream talk. What else do we have to say about dreams? Um, I remember having a weird one as a as a kid where I was like at school and my uh, my school was like a private Montessori school, um, which if you don't know what Montessori is, they're they're basically just a bit more like 
I guess I would say hands-on visual learning, like um, their classes have a lot more like materials that they use to help teach like um, certain counting bead things and all that stuff uh, is the best way I could de describe it. Um, but I was at I was at the Montessori school and there was like a I'm pretty I, I want it was either our had a pet rabbit or I can't remember if the school had a pet rabbit as well but there was a rabbit involved um, Twin Peaks season three is just in my head right now it's not <laughs> about the bunny but yeah so I was at school but then it like it turned into a, a maze and it was like you know those games where it's like a little maze uh, box and there's like a little marble in it and you have to like move the box to try and get the marble to roll to the end yeah it was like that um, except the marble was also a t-rex and I was in the maze with the bunny getting chased by the thing oh. but I was trying to like wait did I I it, it's so hard to remember because it was so long ago but I think I was trying like really hard not to let the t-rex catch up to the bunny <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah see um, there's there's some powerful uh, metaphors in there too <laughs> <laughs> the, the bunny represents childhood and the T-Rex represents <laughs> the, the threats of adulthood, loss of innocence. Oh, yeah. There was this computer game I used to play when I was little where you had to go through a maze. And um, there was like a T-Rex hidden in there that you didn't want to run into because it would like pop out and like growl at you. Yeah. You didn't play that? You're not from, I don't remember what it was called. It was just a T-Rex maze game. I was very into <laughs> Jurassic Park as a kid. So if okay. it had anything, I was very much like a dinosaur kid for uh, a good while. Me too. Never I went to paleontology camp three years in a row. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I ever went to camp, but it also feels like something I would have done. Yeah, I mean, I camp know. is like a generous term. It was just like some dude, and it was like a summer program, and. The reason I kept going back is because every year he would give you like a fancier bone to excavate. So <laughs> it would start with like a like a mouse skull and then like I leveled up to like mink and then I leveled up to raccoon skull. <laughs> where it's like I don't know where this dude was getting all these bones. He was just some guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember always getting those like like you buy a little like block of sand and there's yeah. like a, a dinosaur skeleton in it and then it's just your parents watching you while you use some like crummy tools to try and break the dinosaur bits out of the hardened sand <laughs> yeah no i think dinosaurs are still super cool i wanted to be a paleontologist but then i realized how much outdoor activity is associated <laughs> with that Maybe film. Let's do film instead. I mean, I always thought that was that was cool, but I think I just grew out of dinosaurs at some point. 
and went from dinosaurs to Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> There's, um, on, I was on Blue It Pass yesterday. Have you, are you familiar with the museum that's on Blue It Pass? It's, um, there's like a big dinosaur skull on top of it, and they have emus running around the front lawn. I don't know. I don't think so. Really? Because I I've, I always drive by it, and I looked it up, um, and it's it's a creationist museum. Um, so it's like archaeology through the lens of the Bible. Oh. Point being, it's it seems a little culty to me, and I think we need to do a on-site I, episode. I, I hope they have a, a mural of Jesus riding a Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll I'll go and I'll report back. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for an excuse. We've fallen completely off the dream. <laughs> We've gone off the rails. I think, because I, I feel like I've had several people tell me that, like, it's not interesting to listen to other people talk about dreams. But I, I find it interesting. Yeah, I do. I do too. Yeah, but people say like it's only interesting to talk about your own, and it's not interesting to listen to other people. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say people have told me our po- your podcast is just not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> not to my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have we have seven finishes. Okay, people love it. When some um, rich. Instagram influencer stumbles onto our our measly little podcast, and then all the hipsters start jo- joining on board. <laughs> there, there is one more pretty uh, substantial, memorable dream that I that I had. Okay. Uh, that might interest you. It was uh, during college. I want to say it was like second or third year, and I woke up in like a swamp. And I was just kind of like drifting, drifting down. And I I would like wash up on shore and then just start like running uh, through this place. And I I don't think it was anywhere specific. It was just a swamp um, Mm -hmm. filled with like fog and stuff. Uh, But I remember just like a bunch of angry people in the fog. And it was like two conflicting sides just kind of going at each other. And I I was just like trying to avoid it the whole time. But then I would like run into someone and they would kill me. But then instead of like waking up, I would just, I I would wake up, but I would still be in the dream just like back at the start of the swamp. Oh. And then I would like, like... I would just keep waking up in that spot every time I died in this dream, but then I would I would still have like the memory of what happened, so I would get like a little bit farther each time. Then the next time, I remember just going to like this, like I I waded through the swamp and I ended up at a clearing, and there were just like a bunch, uh, like there was like a big mansion. And there was like a bunch of people doing like uh, like a party out front and had like a bunch of string likes set up and it was actually like cool looking. So I was like, oh, I'll go over there. And there was like, uh, I just remember these like, they looked like 
southern bells almost like these women in white would like who were like oh do you want some blah 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 and they would all offer like the confections on the table but when i would turn away from them they would like like claw at my back and then i would turn around but then they'd go back to like being nice and it was kind of like the the weeping angels from uh doctor who where if I'd look away for even a second, they'd start attacking me. But then when I look back, they were just like normal again. Uh, and so I would like keep doing, keep doing that. And they like, they kept like trying to like get behind my back. So I like backed up to a fence. And so I was like, haha, you can't, you can't get behind me now. And then I like tried to run at one and like kick them. But as soon as I tried to kick them, she like stepped aside and then behind her was just like a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> and it just like snatched my leg. And like, I, like usually my dreams don't feel real. This was like the first time that a dream had felt like very vivid to me. Cause I just remember like it chomping down and then just like getting thrashed around. Uh, in its mouth and then I woke up back at the beginning of the swamp no. uh, and basically my way to get around things the second time was just like I'm just not gonna go that way so I, I run around the fog I decide not to go to the mansion but then as I'm running there's like a a guy who's just like standing there with like a I guess it would be like a um, some kind of like hazard mask, like it was like a visor that kind of like covered his entire face, so I couldn't see his eyes, and his hair was floating, like upwards, and he had like a, I guess I would say like a, like a futuristic almost bodysuit, like a black bodysuit, and he was just like staring at me, and I was like you're obviously bad i'm not gonna go near you so instead i just like hop the fence that's next to the mansion but then as i'm like continually running walking away i like look back and he's got like a knife that he's not even touching it's just like floating next to him but then the knife like shoots over the fence and starts flying at me so then i run away from that and i keep going to, I guess it it was like another more dilapidated mansion and I went inside that to try and get away and as soon as I go in it's like it there weren't like any rooms or bedrooms or anything like a foyer or anything it was just like the entire structure was like wooden beams that went down into like a deep pit and like each floor had like they were crocodiles but they looked weird like they had like no eyes and their skin was like more fleshy than scaly and it for some reason i was like i need to get to the bottom of this pit <laughs> so then i would like try and like jump down and grab the wooden beams and just kind of shimmy down <laughs> but then i just got caught by one of the crocodiles <laughs> Um, so yeah, interpret that with your dream logic. <laughs> you are, you're amazingly proactive in your dreams. I, <laughs> I can't imagine like 
actively doing all of that i would i would be like jumping into the crocodile's mouth from like moment one <laughs> yeah that's interesting that's like a full-fledged video game right there you're respawning at the start yeah. every time you said this was freshman year of college it was like sophomore junior mm. perhaps you had some great challenge in your life that you were trying to figure out how to overcome and that had to be solved with evil women <laughs> and flesh crocodiles and floating knives uh, i feel like the the weird like southern swamp setting might have been because um uh resident evil 7 came out and it was mm. set in that kind of area but i never i like i watched playthroughs i never played it myself uh-huh. so I don't, I don't i don't know about that um <laughs> Crocodiles, I don't know where those came from. Those, um, I don't know where the southern bells came from either. Um, this is your, it's the universe telling you that you need to move to Florida and live on a bayou. I mean, and marry a southern bell. <laughs> oh, I mean, I feel like, like Missouri and all those places, uh, I've always like found them interesting they're they're kind of they're kind of vibe like yeah i don't know i i don't think i've ever had a dream in my life that i've remembered with that much detail <sighs> i don't know i i feel like it wouldn't have been as memorable if the the thrashing that didn't feel so vivid because I, I felt mm -hmm. like i was getting moved around in real life and i remember like waking up in a cold sweat because of it yeah yeah maybe you were thrashing around i mean probably but uh i don't know because like the the whole weird guy with the knife thing like i always like i always remembered that and i always like wanted to make a character based on that um, mm -hmm. but I, I never i never made like a good version for a short film but recently i I made an enemy like that uh, for a D&D &D campaign that I'm DMing. Um, I think I got this picture like right here. And I, I changed the design a bit, but something like that. Uh, I decided <laughs> I to take his arms off and just make uh, his limbs just floating knives it's great what a proactive dream because that's that's a thing with like horror filmmakers they can take their dreams and turn them into movies yeah you've got the talent i'm just dreaming about turtles over here <laughs> have i have, ever have any good dreams any like whoa not once in my life um <laughs> 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 i mean i have a lot of dreams where i'm famous but not like for anything in particular. I'm just like really interesting and everyone will like point at me in, on the street, you know, and just so want to like talk to me. Kardashian? No, <laughs> it's more like, like I had one where um, aliens had taken over the earth and they, there was like this giant UFO that was just like floating over my town. And that was where the aliens were like headquartered. And so we were all just like slumming it down below and like working for the alien overlords. But the lead alien was in love with me. 
so he didn't want me to have to like work for a living he wanted me to live on the spaceship with him <laughs> and i just remember like abandoning all my friends and family to live with the alien overlord on his ship to avoid OG, manual labor. yeah was I this mean, like a like a little green man looking alien or did they did the aliens look semi-human this is embarrassing i swear this this has no correlation with real life attraction but he looked like he looked like the alien you know that movie um oh what's it called it's like an animated kids movie it's like a blue alien i think it's will ferrell does the voice you know he's like a blue alien man mega mind maybe let me look it up because i i can see him in my brain that's the only like Will Ferrell role that yes. it sounds like. Yes, yes. I mean, yes. he's not an alien. Wait, was actually no. I think he was an alien. He looks like an alien. Either way, that's what he looks like. <laughs> and we were in love, and it was beautiful. <laughs> just in my dreams, I just, I just want attention, good or bad. I like how you just abandoned the rest of humanity. You didn't like try and convince him to like, hey, let my friends go, and I'll love I you. I remember. It was he just like, like about it. <laughs> I yeah, sure. Cancer. I'll I'll go with you so I don't have to be put through this shit like the rest of these fuckers. <laughs> I mean, if yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I would do differently. I I would try. I would make an effort. But if that effort failed, I think I'd be off with the alien. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, I'll I have a count lot of, on Emily in an alien. I have a lot of. A lot of zombie apocalypse dreams, too, where I'm, like, the leader of a group, and I'm, like, in charge of everybody, and I'm just, like, a really powerful leader. <laughs> Everyone loves me. You don't make any bad calls. You don't... Uh, uh, well, do there's always drama. Me. There's always a lot of drama. Like, people are upset with me over something, but the important thing is that they're paying attention to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to look at it. <laughs> Which is not this. I don't think this fits at all with real life personality because I, I don't like attention at all in real life. It's just in my dreams. I turn into a little attention whore. I turn into a real Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Like you mentioned your dog. I have dreams about my dead cat a lot too. And he, he died along. I was like 13 when he died. But every now and then he'll just kind of show up. Which it's, it's kind of a sweet thought to know that they're. They're still floating around up there. Have you, because uh, I, I know for some of the dreams with uh, Griff in it, when I wake up, I, I'm crying. I was crying in my sleep. Has that ever happened to you? I've had dreams where I've, I've woken up crying, but usually it's like like my one of my parents died or something, and I wake up just like sobbing. <laughs> just a weird mess. I, I don't know if this has uh, much to do with the uh, dreams because now I'm just thinking about times I was crying in bed. Um, I was just thinking about that. Too. <laughs> uh, I remember, I want to say I was in like elementary school or something. Uh, I was still pretty young, but I was like just laying in bed trying to get to sleep. But then my brain just asked the question like, what if I was dead? What would that feel? feel like i know exactly what you're talking little, about like, 
six, seven-year-old brain was just like trying to imagine what death would be, just no longer existing, just no mind to even think. And then I just started crying right there. And then I went to my mom and she's just like, what the fuck's wrong with you? It's like, it's like 11 p.m. And I'm like, yeah, I was dead. And she's just like, okay, okay, little buddy. Uh, you just don't think about that stuff and go sleep. <laughs> yeah, I had the same exact phase when I was little, probably like six or seven, where I would just lay in bed and imagine what it felt like to be dead. <laughs> And get overwhelmed with just existential fear for this great unknowable thing. <laughs> Interesting. I, I That must be a thing that most people go through. Because I rarely, very rarely now, I'll be lying in bed and I'll be like, you're going to die someday, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> My brain will just be like overcome with like thoughts of non-existence. It's interesting. I think, uh, I think... Uh, everyone listening to this podcast, including us, uh, tonight we need to go to bed and just stare at the ceiling and imagine what death feels like. <laughs> That's your homework for this episode. Lay in bed and think about the inevitability of your own death. Oh, I can already hear like. Tina walking up the steps and coming into the workroom and being like, Sir, are you okay? Are you good? <laughs> She was the one that was on the death episode. She yeah. should be vibing with this one. Yeah. yeah. This is for you, Blake. Think about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Blake, um, we're, we're going to have him on the next episode who who we're going to audition to be the, the third member of our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be very tough judging. I'm not going to hold back my criticisms. Everything yeah, okay. he says. <laughs> okay, we're gonna, we're gonna. After everything he says, we're gonna give a, a zero to ten scorecard. Um. Uh, at the end of the podcast, one based on how he was, two based on how interesting he was, uh, and then three, um, how much he kept the conversation going. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be called let's make blake cry <laughs> yeah so in a so week you get to, to listen one. to us try and make blake cry okay this has been a fun episode <laughs> uh thanks for tuning in bye bye end it end yep. it <laughs> oh blake's gonna hate